Hello and welcome to another edition of Juice Guru Radio. I'm your host, Steve Prusak, and it's so great to be with you. And on today's show, we're going to have Chef Dale Shrove. He's the author of the China Study Family Cookbook, the China Study Quick and Easy Cookbook, Forks Over Knives, the cookbook, and Better Than Vegan. He's turned his life around through his diet, and he's going to tell you how to do the same of Juice Guru Radio. So sit back, relax, have a juice, have some tea, some water. Uh, we're going to hear from Chef Dale Shrove right after this. Did you know you can make a great living in the hottest new business trend today? The Juice Guru Certification Program is the world's first online course to give you the knowledge and marketing skills to excel as a juicing coach and start making money in no time. Find out more at JuiceCoachTraining.com. Juice Guru Radio. Hello and welcome back to another edition of Juice Crew Radio. I'm your host, Steve Prusak. It's so great to be with you, and I'm so excited about this next guest. It's Chef Del Sro. He's the author of the new book, The China Study Family Cookbook. Now, he's done a bunch of other ones, uh, The China Study Quick and Easy Cookbook, Forks Over Knives, The Cookbook, and Better Than Vegan. He's got a phenomenal story he's going to tell about transformation. He's also the co-owner and chef at the Wellness Forum. We love the work Dr. Pam Popper's doing out there. I want to hear how he got involved in that. He delivers great-tasting, plant-based meals to clients in Columbus, as well as throughout the continental U.S. Let's welcome to the show right now, Chef Del Shrove. Hey, everybody. Good to be with you. Uh, chef, thank you. Well, I want to talk about your story and how you got involved with eating, uh, preparing plant foods, how you got involved in the wellness forum. Take us back and, and share with us what this has done for your life. Well, you know, it's, it's interesting. I've, I've been cooking in vegetarian and vegan kitchens for almost 30 years and opened my own bakery in 1997, some 2,500 pounds, and that's on a vegan diet. So if, if you're wondering out there in the world, yes, you can eat an unhealthy vegan diet. And it wasn't until I came to the Wellness Forum um, as a client that I learned to change my way of thinking about food and to really understand that what, it, what it meant to be eating whole foods, uh, eat a low-fat plant-based diet, and, and a lot of other things. So, um, weight loss for people like me who are chronic dieters, binge eaters, starvation eaters is a very complicated picture, but the essence of it is you have to learn that it's eating to fuel the body that actually actually also fuels weight loss. And that's what I've learned here at Wellness Forum Foods. And uh, it's been quite a journey. I've lost um, over 200 pounds, the 200 pounds that I've put on, and I'm slowly regaining my health and learning to uh, change my, my mental relationship with food as well as my physical relationship. And uh, it gets better every day. Amazing, because, you know, most people think if they're going to eat no plant foods that they're automatically going to get healthier. And what was the case? Was it that you were making the wrong choices? Where do you think you went down the wrong track? Well, let's, let's talk about the, the, the least healthy foods that you can eat, which are processed foods. So um, too much oil, too much white flour, too much sugar, and anything that you can make from those. Um, foods like even beer. Uh, it, it can be done in excess and uh, perfectly vegan food. But um, too much of those foods. And then couple that with starvation dieting. So you go from this extreme of not eating, and then when you do eat, eating the wrong fuel for the body. And, and so, of course, it has consequences. The body's in this starvation mode, 
and it stays there until you you learn to change your relationship with food. And that's what happened to me. So let's talk about some of the physical and mental health benefits of eating more of a plant-based diet. Well, the you know the the first thing that you notice, I when I first started eating this way, um, the first thing that I noticed was a change in energy, um, and and not just physical energy, but the mental energy. You know, um, consuming sugar um, changes your your ability to think. It, it, it inhibits your ability to think clearly, and it doesn't take a lot of sugar to make that happen. So, uh, you know, learning to getting rid of all those foods. And then actually learning to eat uh, whole foods, it it was kind of life changing. I mean, it was for the first time in years that I was able to get back into the gym and, and to, to start exercising and to work long hours without you know having to take breaks every hour to go to sleep. So it was liberating, and it, it still is um, a, a liberating process and and a journey that I'm glad to still be on. Well, the new book here is uh, the China Study Family Cookbook. So you're tied in with T- Dr. T. Colin Campbell, the work him and his son are doing. Uh, how did you get involved with them and, and the line of books you're doing with them, Forks Over Knives, all these other great organizations? Well, it started with the, the Forks Over Knives book, actually. Um, I was um, um, I became a partner here at Wellness Forum Health um, 11 years ago now, uh, shortly after I started my own health journey. And... A few years after that, um, Dr. Popper was out in, in Los Angeles um, speaking at a conference, and Brian Wendell, the executive producer of Forks Over Knives, was there to interview Dr. Campbell about this documentary, Forks Over Knives. So he interviewed Dr. Campbell. He heard Dr. Popper speak, liked the way that what she had to say, asked if he could interview her. She invited him back to Columbus. He came here with a film crew, and, they, and then we fed him for three days, and of course, he, he fell in love with the food. And uh, and that was the beginning of the journey. Uh, next thing I know, they asked me if I could prepare a meal for the, the crew in the movie, and they would show it at the end of the movie. So that last scene that you see is my cooking. Um, and then some months after that, they asked if I could contribute recipes to the first companion book. And a year or two later, Brian comes back to me and asks if I would uh, be interested in contributing to Forks Over Knives, the cookbook. And, and that was that. Well, it's a beautiful book. Um, you know, congratulations to you, Ben Bella, for producing this masterpiece. I, you know, I've had a chance to dive in, and what I really love about this book is you're very careful about sugar, oil, uh, some of those things. Uh, over, not overdoing soy. I've noticed in these recipes. What, what, um, what was the, uh, you know, what was the psychology behind that? Because you know, a lot of vegan cookbooks, we see a lot of sugar and salt and things like that and oil, and this is very limited in those things. Well, as I've learned from my own experience, um, the closer you get to whole foods, the healthier you'll be, um, and, and, and having learned that and, and watching that in action here at Wellness Form Health. You know, we, we work with a lot of people who come to us with any number of, of chronic conditions, and you can you can do some good adopting just a vegan diet, but if you really want to achieve optimal health, and in a lot of cases, if you really want to reverse disease, you've got to go all the way. You've got to really limit your consumption of some of those foods that, that make us sick. Um, and then the soy thing, you know, I'm sensitive to soy. I don't have much of an issue with soy. The big issue with me and soy is, is tofu, for example, gets 50% of its calories from fat. 
So it's not a, a low-calorie food. So I think that you just want to limit your consumption of it. Um, and, and so I do. And I find other ways to, to do it, uh, using cauliflower as a puree to make sauces or um, even potatoes to make cheese sauces and things like that. And then those are ingredients that we all have. You know, we, 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 it's, a, it's easy to find the potatoes in the, in the grocery store. And darn, are they cheap. You know, they're, they're cheap, 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 right? So you can buy a 10-pound bag of potatoes for $1.99 and um, make a lot of good food out of that. So what are some more of your tips to transition for our people who are listening then? Okay, I want to start eating more plant-based. What are some of your tips for us to start transitioning in that direction? You know, it it depends on, and I I talk about this in the book a lot. You know, some families adopt, it's like the the Campbell family was all in when they adopted the plant-based diet. But the the grandparents, you know, T. Colin Campbell, his children and all of their children eat a plant-based diet. But not every family is like that. And so you kind of have to negotiate your own family in some kind of way. And I think one of the things that you want to do is to look at how you're eating now. And then, so so for example, if you're a family that likes stir fry, you can make a healthy stir fry, right? If you're a family that eats soups or if you're a family that eats lots of sandwiches, you can find healthier versions of all of those foods. And I think that's what you have to do is, is look for the familiar um, you, you don't have to go out and buy the most exotic ingredients in the world to, to eat healthy. Um, you have to eat from four basic food groups. Beans, grains, fruits, and vegetables are the primary um, food groups for, for eating this way. And, and if you start there, you, you can't go wrong. Limit your fat consumption and stay away from the processed foods. Um, other than that, it can be tacos and it can be pizza and it can be um, sandwiches and soups and and sloppy joes, there's a recipe for sloppy joes in there. There's a recipe for grilled cheese in there that's made from potatoes from whole foods. So it's, it's all accessible and all doable. We just look at different ways to do it. Yeah, what are some of the ways that you help to plantify the, the classic family favorites? Well, one of my favorite concoctions, and I found this. I found a version online. I was looking online one day, and I saw that there, you know, everybody wants cheese. We we are we are a nation that, that loves our cheese, and and even in the whole food world, and in plant world, and vegan world, we're finding uh, like all kinds of cheeses that we want to eat. And there's a lot of them that are really high fat and unhealthy. They're way way too high in fat. Um, everybody's throwing in coconut oil on top of all of this to get these cheeses. So I found this this cheese recipe made from potatoes. You know, potatoes and carrots and onions and um, and a few other ingredients, but then I had a half a cup of oil. You know, a, a tablespoon of oil is 128 calories and 14 grams of fat, and it, it, it is pure oil and it's pure fat, and it goes right to the hips when you when you consume it. So, you know, I was like, well, let's get the oil out of there and see if we can't make a cheese sauce that's not only healthy but flavorful. And we did, and then we find different ways to make it. So I make quesadillas, and I make the grilled cheese, um, I make a pizza out of it, and, and, and all of those things are familiar foods for, for, for people, and I think that's the key to, to, to getting them in there. Is, is, so I'm showing them that the food that they like can be made this way. Well, I also love what your creative way of dealing with hot dogs. Do you want to share what you did there? <laughs> okay, apparently, apparently this carrot dog thing has been around for 30 years. 30 years and no one told me, right? I've been in vegetarian and vegan kitchens for 30 years and I never saw a carrot hot dog until it was maybe uh, two years ago. 
I'm looking on the internet and trolling around and looking at recipes and going, what the heck is a carrot dog, right? And I said, okay, we got to try this. And I tried it. It was okay. Um, but I said, you know what? I bet I can make a better carrot dog. And, and that's what I set out to do. So it literally is a carrot. It's been cooked and then marinated. And I, I went and looked up hot dog spices and then used those to marinate my hot dog and then grilled it. And, man, what a hit. It, I'm, I still am surprised that people are like, this is the best thing. This is the best thing because <laughs> it gets them away from another processed food. Love it. Carrots. And if, <laughs> for those that are watching, you're going to have to get the book to uh, check that out. It is in the new book, uh, Chef Del Srof's The China Study Family Cookbook, and we highly recommend it. It's amazing. Uh, Chef, what about some tips for uh, getting our kids to eat healthier, like healthy lunchbox recipes, things like that? Well, you know, I, I listen to Dr. Popper say this a lot. Um, we, we think that we have to be eating this large variety of food. So let's take the, the finickiest eater in the house, which can sometimes be a kid. And if you can find one healthy food that they'll eat, go for it, right? And we know this because the Okinawans, who are the longest living people on the planet, get 75% of their calories from sweet potatoes. Dr. Popper can tell you about a tribe that gets 90% of their calories from sweet potatoes. Now, we don't like to eat like that. We like variety. But it isn't variety that's going to, to, to get you the health that you're seeking. It's about that dietary pattern, that starch-based diet. So find something your kid likes to eat. And if that kid likes one vegetable, um, then you've got an end, right? You can get them to eat that one vegetable. And hopefully it's not a potato that's been fried. <laughs> take the, I just read an article today. I was like, you know, the, there are kids whose only vegetable has been French fries and have never eaten a green vegetable. I'm like, ah, what are we doing, right? So find a, a, something that they like and then make them a part of the process in the kitchen, right? Let's, like, like let them go to the store and learn to pick out vegetables and, and say, hey, do you want to try this and do you want to try that? Um, and then ultimately they get them into the kitchen cooking. We talk about that in a lot in the book is if, if you can get a kid into the I was cooking when I was eight years old. Uh, so if you can get kids into the kitchen, I have nieces that have cooked with me since they were four years old. Um, they cook still to this day. Um, and I think that it's all a part of the process of uh, taking young people and making them into to good, healthy adults. And it's just by letting them be a part of it all. And so what about traveling, though? People will say, you know, I can't stay the course when I'm traveling. There's nothing healthy to eat. What kind of tips do you have for that? Well, I, I don't, it's, it's not always about perfection. Unless you, if you're on a really, really strict diet, then you're going to, you're going to have to figure some things out. Sometimes it's not about perfection. And what, here's what I mean. Is sometimes if I go to like a, a Chipotle, the brown rice is going to have a little bit of oil in it. And I'm going to make the best out of the situation that I can. When I can, though, I'm going to go find um, a salad that I can get without all the cheese and meat on it and find some kind of low-fat dressing. Sometimes that means if I can just get red wine vinegar or a squeeze of lemon and some salt and pepper, I'm doing really well. So you, you, you look for those kinds of options. You change your way of thinking a little bit. And then I, I think that it's getting easier than people that, that it used to be to, to eat healthier on the road. Uh, airport foods, I find fresh fruit everywhere I go. You know, um, I'm finding these little these places that make these uh, either Mexican bowls or these Mediterranean bowls where you can get brown rice and things like that. Everybody's got a veggie burger. Um, so you, you do the best with what you find, 
and then you get back home and you, you pile on the, the vegetables to, <laughs> to clean, cleanse out again, right? And what about tips for blended families? What if, uh, you know, the whole house isn't eating this way or we have family members that are resistant? What are some of your tips for that? Well, I think one of the things to do is, is you know, after you've learned to stop trying to force your way of thinking on them, is there's a couple of things you can do. Um, is taking a lot of the dishes that you'll see, like even in my cookbook, um, these are dishes that most people consider side dishes, right? What we look at as the entree, they look at the side dishes. So you might take and, and cook um, some of these side dishes and add chicken to them for the meat eater in the house. Right, so you don't have to go and reinvent the the wheel every meal. You don't want to become a um, um, a line cook and, and trying to please everybody. But you you find some central focus, and then you uh, you you make what little changes you need to make um, for people. Um, another thing that I think this is fun is to create things like the in home salad bar. Is one of the recipes in the book where you give everybody a choice of the things that they want to put under their own salad. So for the meat eater, they they might have their their grilled chicken cut up and, and to put on there for the um, um, the kid who hates beans. They, they maybe they'll make their salad without the beans. You can do the same thing with taco night. You can do the same thing with make your own pizza night. So it's about getting everybody involved so that you're not doing the, all the work and, and becoming this sort of exhausted line cook cooking for eight different meals every night. Now, how can our viewers or listeners get a hold of you? What's the best place? I know you're over at the Wellness Forum. What's your website so I'm we can at, stay in touch? Yeah, I'm at Wellness Forum, and, and my our website is wellnessforumhealth.com, but you can also reach me at chefdelshroff.com, um, so either place. And I'm on Facebook. If you look up Del Shroff, you'll find me, and I'm always willing to say hi and looking forward to doing so. Great, Chef. So uh, we can take some questions. Anyone who's tuning in at JuiceGuruTribe.com over on Facebook, that's our community. Uh, we'll take some questions. You go ahead and type them in the box here. I'm, I'm with you, and I'm uh, looking at here, looking at this right now. So any questions for Chef, and we'll, we're going to get to them, and um, that's great. And, and Chef, so what are your plans for the future? What do, you, what do you guys have going on over at the Wellness Forum, and you know, where are you going with this message? Well, you know, we have a school. Um, One Form Institute for Health Studies, which actually seeks to create the next generation of healthcare providers. And we do that in a couple of different ways. Um, we have our diet and lifestyle intervention program, which takes people who are already in the field practicing some kind of healthcare, whether it's doctors, nurses, or dietitians, and then shows them how to incorporate um, uh, what we call informed decision making. So this this whole uh, look at, at, at diet and lifestyle medicine as, as a way of, of curing chronic disease. So we have that. We have a four-year four program, which um, in a few years will be certified to the state as a degree-granting program um, in health studies and using the protocols that we, we talk about here. Um, so that's a big part of our goal. But, you know, a couple of the secret things that we're talking about doing is we would like to create our own insurance cooperatives uh, to get people out of this crazy mill of, of, of unhealthy medicine. In other words, because of the way that it's all set up, and Dr. Popper can explain it far better than I do, um, you know, we're, we're locked into this. When I sign up for insurance, I'm almost immediately getting emails and phone calls about getting this test done and that test done, and then you need this medication at your age and all of this, and, and I, I know that I don't want to go anywhere near it. Right? Well, I don't want to go anywhere near it. So we want people to be on an, on an insurance that rewards them for being healthy 
and for the healthy choices they make and, and, and not locks them into uh, an unhealthy lifestyle pattern. So that's a few things that we're talking about doing. Uh, we're, we're always out there trying to, to figure out what, what's going to work to bring people on board and to uh, keep, it, uh, keep it interesting and, and, and educational for people. Yeah, you guys have been doing great work over there. I was a big fan of Pam Popper from way back, Dr. Pam Popper over there, too. Um, and I see we've got from the Juice Crew Academy, Bob has uh, made his way in. Bob, how are you? Did you have a question here for Chef? Hey, thanks. Uh, good to see you, Steve. And Chef Delph, great to meet you, man. Hey. Very impressed, Very impressed by what, you, what you're doing there. Thank you so much for that. Thank you. I can't wait to try the, uh, the carrot hot dog thing. That sounds <laughs> <laughs> And and uh, and I appreciate you uh, letting me come on for a minute. I kind of had the same uh, similar health journey. You know, I lost 105 pounds a few years ago, about five awesome. years ago when I went vegan. Sort of rue the day I figured out there was such a thing as vegan junk food. You know, so uh, that that is something that I work on uh, from time to time myself. Is trying to get a stay away from more of that processed stuff. Yeah. But, I do find I'm, I'm getting too much probably uh, tofu in my diet, so be interested in hearing what, what are some of the other things that we can do to avoid tofu if we wanted to? Well, I, I think if you, if you sort of focus on, on what it is that you can do with some of the basics, like uh, I'm always trying to eat more beans in my diet, and there's a, there's a, a hundred different ways when I teach cooking classes. Um, we think of beans too often as just beans and rice. But you know, I put beans in tacos. I make beans into burgers. I make beans. I make a smoky black bean bisque um, with pureed black beans. I, I so I use beans in a lot of, in salads and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So always finding other ways to get that protein. But don't forget one of the, the the things that we learned from the China study is is you know I think people eat tofu thinking they've got to get the protein in, and it's you don't need to be able to focus on it if you're eating the dietary pattern. If you're eating the four food groups, man. Uh, don't even think about the tofu because we know that the healthiest populations on the planet uh, get about 10% or less of their, their, their calories from protein. They're getting plenty of it, and plant foods have plenty of it without even having to, to sit and count the calories and count the protein and read the labels. Um, so focus on some of those foods and, and, and those foods like beans that fill you up. Potatoes have plenty of protein. They're also very filling, very healthy. So there's there's plenty out there without um, having to make it all about the tofu. Yeah, thanks for checking in, Bob, from Juice Guru Tribe, Juice Guru Academy. Great to see you. And uh, Chef Del Shroff, this is really exciting. Um, and what I really love is that she, here you are, you're, you're coordinated with the people that have done the biggest study in human nutrition ever, and you're writing the cookbooks for, you know, to be in alignment with that mission. What do you want to say about that and working with Dr. T, Cullen Campbell, and being part of that overall movement? Uh, I, I can tell you that I've, I've gotten to spend some time. We did a, a week-long cooking summit together last October and then uh, the year before that down in the Dominican Republic, and um, they are as genuine a joy as, they, they, as you can imagine to be with. Um, but more importantly, uh, Dr. Campbell and the whole family, they, man, they are about the science. I mean, if, if, you, if you're ever in doubt about what we're talking about here, it's, it's real. This is science, man. This is hardcore research, um, and, and, and he lives for that. You know, he lives for that science and finding the truth and bringing it to people. Um, but on top of that, they're, they're the nicest people that you can imagine. Uh, I feel very blessed and lucky to have been a part of and to have been asked um, by our mutual publisher to help him write these books because they've been a joy to work with as well. 
Chef Del Strofe, the book, the new one, The China Study Family Cookbook, 100 Recipes to Bring Your Family to the Plant-Based Table right here on Juice Crew Radio. Chef Del Strofe, thank you. Thank you for being here. Uh, we welcome you back in the future. Great connecting with you. We'll look forward to it. Thank you. I'm Steve Prusak, and thank you for tuning in. Thank you for viewing if you're in the community, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Juice Guru Radio. Find out more about us at juiceguru.com. Until next time, get your juice on.